0: Good morning. Welcome to the 7 Figures Club Podcast. Whether you're listening to this at midnight or in the morning or whatever it is, we're going to get you going. Today's topics, boys and girls, entrepreneurial friends everywhere, aspiring entrepreneurs, is about the fact that business is a team sport. It's a team sport. You build the right team and you're going to watch magic. I'm going to talk to you about times when i focused on team and how that's led to the most uh, growth and impact and other times when I've been very single-minded and thought really only about my own self-interest and how that hasn't benefited myself even as much as I would have thought. We're gonna talk about getting the right people on the bus as you build your team. And the difference between a stage three and a stage four entrepreneur is 10 times. So let's get ready to roll and let's go. There are over 32 million businesses in the US and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. All right. Hope everybody is having a phenomenal day, week, month. And making 2020 still a breakthrough year in spite of all the wacky weirdness that we've all experienced. And finishing the year strong. It's like every day, every week, every month, every year, you want to finish strong in the fourth quarter. And that's where we're at. If you've ever watched you know, a football game, you'll see in the uh, end of the first and second half, like teams that can score within the last two to three minutes almost always win those games that's what separates the contenders from the pretenders you know it's been an interesting uh last few weeks uh my family and i my five kids my wife we went to uh playa del carmen riviera maya just south of cancun probably uh, mentioned this in the last podcast i can't remember so many things happen between uh podcasts but it was a phenomenal time if you've never been to that uh, Playa del Carmen, Riviera Maya area south of Cancun. I highly recommend you go. Go the all-inclusive route. Get uh, your food and your meals all included uh, along with a beautiful hotel location on the beach. Uh, we love going to a hotel called Royal Haciendas. Beautiful, amazing spot there. And uh, hitting some scuba diving. They've got the most amazing natural water parks by the name of Shelha Ha, Cenotes, and uh, several more. Of course, if you you speak Spanish like I do, then the experience is even more unbelievable. Some of the highlights included uh, my three-year-old going off of a zip line off of about a thirty-foot cliff, and it's just him holding on to that zip line. We had to lift him up, and uh, you know we practiced uh, hanging, hanging, tied onto the pull-up bar before we took off and uh, went to went to this uh, location. It was raining pretty heavily that day, but it was beautiful and it was so funny. He held on uh, real tight and went all the way down and dropped into the water and and uh, boy, he looked cute doing it. We got some great pictures of him, but it was funny there were eight and nine and 10-year-old kids there that were scared and wouldn't do it and there here's this 3-year-old Nick and he's just not afraid of anything. So Amazing uh, time! Another uh, cool experience was uh, our eight-year-old Jonas participated in this uh, big uh, football throw—the football through this hoop activity—in front of the uh, you know a lot of the people there in the pool in the hotel, and uh, he beat all the adults there and uh, won the uh, t-shirt and won the uh, the contest, and, that, and we got that was pretty epic as well. And then I remember running down the beach. As it's uh, just raining almost hurricane uh, levels of rain uh, with my with my 11 year old son Marcus and just the rain just pelting us in the face, you know it was it was awesome. So it's always important to take time off and recharge those batteries and then come back ready to take over the world. And that's where we're at today. Now today's topic. Business is a team sport, and one of the problems that you see over and over in organizations, and I've certainly seen this in, in previous uh, businesses that I've had and previous business partners who, you know, basically made every decision with their own self interest at hand. And that was really what dominated all the decisions that they made. And I've been reading a book called Tribal Leadership, and uh, the guy who's uh, narrating it uh, in the Audible book version. Not the most uh, entertaining, intriguing, fascinating uh, voice. I don't know if it's the author or who it is, but uh, the concepts in that book are phenomenal. And it talks about different stages that businesses and people are in. Stage one is someone who's, you know, a part of a gang, something violent, maybe illegal, that uh, is really has this mentality that the world and everything in it sucks very negative and of course that's what they uh, get out of it you've got uh, you know drug dealers and violent gangs and and uh, different uh, different groups like that that have that mentality. And, and a lot of they move out of stage one into stage two. It's, well, the world doesn't completely suck, but my life sucks, right? Everything is against me. Everyone's out to get me. I'm a victim. Wham, wham, wham. Cry, cry, cry. Uh, just like in Chapter 6 of Grant Cardone's uh, The 10X Rule. Don't be a little bitch. Stage two, somebody has that little bitch mentality, that little crybaby mentality. They're a victim. It's always someone else's fault. It's never their fault. And they expect to fail at everything, and they are not engaged. It doesn't matter how much training and support and values and principles that you teach this person, no matter what, they kind of stay in that stage two. Now, the good news is everybody can move in and out of these stages. A stage one person can get all the way to a stage five and same with an organization. And it talked about different organizations that uh, were able to jump from stage two to stage three. And stage three is kind of what school is like. And in stage three, it's I'm great, right? And so somebody goes to school and schools were built, you know, in the mid to late 1800s and early 1900s with really one focus in mind. And this is even more so true with colleges and universities, it was how do we train people to become great employees at our factories? And that was the industrial age in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and that was the focus. And so it's the bell rings, go to school. Bell rings, take a break. Bell rings, go to lunch. And so in stage four or in stage three, it's all about the individual becoming great and looking down on the rest, and school's a great example of that because you've got teachers who, you know, oh, the pupil who, and I I literally remember one class in college that uh, this was so true, and I actually loved the class. The professor was actually one of the few who had real business experience, had worked at Bristol-Myers at the top of their uh, marketing department there, Phenomenal mind and entrepreneurial, maybe more of an entrepreneurial. Not he wasn't an entrepreneur that started businesses, I don't think. But, but a great uh, professor and for sure one of the hardest. I mean, he was using, you know, amazing verbiage and diction and and words that people had never heard of. You had to have a dictionary by your side, or you'd have no idea what the hell he was talking about. And uh, Professor Sanderson was his name. And in this class, it was. Not so much about what we thought was true or what you know we, we uh, learned in, in each book, it, but it was what the professor thought was true, right? And it was what his interpretation of some of the writings were, whether it was books and, and writings, excerpts from Ralph Waldo Emerson or Milton Friedman or some of the uh, Adam Smith, The Invisible Hand, some of the great capitalists. You know, theorists and and business uh, writers over the last uh, several hundred years, and a very very fascinating uh, class. But it was about spitting back to him, regurgitating what he thought was important, and so there wasn't a lot of room in there, in in really our our school system, to be creative, to find solutions, to really search for the truth. It was. You know can you spit back what i tell you is true can you regurgitate what i'm shoving down your throat as the facts whether they're the facts or not and that's really a massive problem with the school system but the bottom line is it's a it's a selfish system where i can do well and i remember working hard in that class and uh, there was 200 people in the class and he put your name on the board if you got the high score and i was fortunate to, to get the high score on the final exam there and and um and boy we, we worked hard but we actually did it in a team concept we got together with a group of people and we all helped each other and we're like what the hell is this guy talking about what does this mean what does this article mean and we went through and, and all of us together worked hard as a team and as a team we actually all did really well you know on that uh, final exam and it was really fun uh, you know building that uh, team concept And the difference between a stage three and stage four individual and business organization is stage three, it's all about the individual being great. You know, you think of maybe a hospital and a surgeon who looks down on everybody. Oh, they're not as talented. They're not as hardworking as I am. I'm better than everybody here. I'm great. And that is certainly a more successful person where, you know, I'm making things great. I'm you know, accomplishing amazing things. It's better than the stage two mentality where the world, where my world sucks. You know, the world has opportunity, but my life sucks. Stage three is I'm great, but y'all around me are, are inferior to me. But stage four is a whole different mindset and it's the team mindset. It's how can we make the team great? Because if we make the team great, the team will always accomplish more than the individual. And in business, in entrepreneurship, you see this in solopreneurs versus entrepreneurs. And we've got a lot of the uh, you know the 4-hour work week types that are solopreneurs that are all about uh, themselves, their lifestyle. You know, you see them on Instagram with their cute little quotes and their cute little things, but it's not about building a team or an organization that makes a massive impact. It's just about them in stage 3 making personal individual impacts. And the fact of the matter is the entrepreneur who builds a team and an organization with stage four mentality where we are great. We as an organization are great. We, you know, work with amazing clients and strategic partners and we make others around us better. And as you look at relationships and business in general, it's who makes others around them better. And that's ultimately, for example, if you look at Michael Jordan's career. It's a perfect example of someone who was in stage three. I'm great. Everyone around me, you know, sucks, isn't getting the job done. And then when he moves to stage four, and it's we're great, we're great as a team. And he pushes each individual to get to their best level and expects it and expects more from them. That's when he becomes a champion, but he never was going to do it by himself. He had to empower and teach a Scottie Pippen and a Horace Grant and some of those uh, John Paxson guys that were with him in the early, uh, his first three championships. And then in his later three, Scottie was back. And you had Steve Kerr making uh, big shots to win championships against the My Utah Jazz, which was unfortunate for them. And uh, of course, you know Dennis Rodman played a, a big part, a big role in that uh, as well. and, and uh, Harper was in there too. So it's about how can you make others around you better. And probably, you know some of the guys that uh, do that better than anybody in sports today, you think about LeBron James, he makes others around him better. He made that Cleveland Cavalier team significantly. I mean, without him, they're nothing with him. They're able to come back from three games to one, win a championship, goes to the Lakers, wins a championship there, obviously won two with Miami. He consistently makes others around him better, and probably the top person that I've seen do this, and I love Drew Brees and the Saints, that's my team, has been since 2006 when he went there boy 14 years funny how uh you know you have a team then your kids take on their favorite team and inevitably it becomes your team so my kids uh, my boys love uh, the new orleans saints as well and we love to catch a a saints game uh, here and there when when we can but but the guy who envisions and really you know demonstrates what it means to be a stage four stage five five person that makes others around them great puts them on a whole different level is Tom Brady there is nobody who makes others around them better that is a better leader than Tom Brady and even a guy who doesn't have all the talents he doesn't have the biggest arm he's not the biggest he has zero speed He's gotten really good at uh, quarterback sneaking for first downs and touchdowns, but you're not going to see Tom Brady run generally for longer than a yard, and it's going to be a quarterback sneak. He, he's not a tremendous, you know, high uh, speed, quickness athlete with uh, quick twitch uh, muscles, but he has gotten every bit of talent. He's exceptional at reading defenses, at finding weaknesses, and at making every single person around him accountable, better. And to able to achieve things that they would never be able to anywhere else, and that that is amazing leadership. And then you can look at other leaders, obviously in business, Jeff Bezos, how he has gotten so much and built uh, the probably the most effective team on the planet. Elon Musk with SpaceX, which just had uh, you know just sent uh, four astronauts to the International Space Station and uh, obviously Tesla. That's, there's a reason why I drive a Tesla. It's because I read Elon Musk's autobiography and I thought, boy, I, there's just no doubt that um, his passion and his mission to create vehicles that are more effective at uh, helping the planet and, and knocking down some of those CO2 levels uh, is an amazing mission. So why would I spend a ton of money on you know some sort of uh, Ferrari or Lamborghini that's it's not going to be helpful to the population, to the world, to everybody when I can get a Tesla and it looks amazing and I don't have to buy gas and I don't have to change the oil. And and that's someone who has built this amazing team mantra. And so business is this team sport. You succeed together. And when everybody's on the same page towards building something bigger than themselves and thinking above their own self-interest but making decisions on How can the decisions I make today in this business help our business, help us as a unit achieve more and pursue our mission? And When you have missions that make a great difference in humanity like a Tesla, like a SpaceX, uh, even even if you want to put Amazon in that category. And and certainly we feel like we're in that category with seven-figures funding where we are providing the funding and the financing and the startup entrepreneur education that new businesses need to become a seven-figures business. And the fact of the matter is a small percentage, less than uh, 10% of businesses there's over 30 million in the US ever get to a million dollars a year in sales, like less than 10%. That's a small number out of the 30 million businesses. And our goal is to be able to make a big enough difference in the in the education and the tax savings, in the corporate credit, in the financing and, and uh, understanding returns on money through good marketing and sales tactics to be able to build seven figures, empires and businesses for our clients. And and create jobs and economies, because we know that entrepreneurs are going to solve the majority of our problems. Government's going to do their best to, to support, and you got to take your hat off to them. You know, as this pandemic uh, happened, and uh, they went out and did that uh, PPP loan. I mean, that was that was something that was necessary, and I take my hat off to them for, you know, being uh, smart enough and creative enough and working together to be able to make that happen on a nonpartisan level. So very cool there. But the bottom line here is when I focused our teams uh, and focused on the team concept, that's led to the most growth in our business. I think about uh, my previous business when we went from zero to $5 million in sales and zero to 50, 60 employees within 18 months, everybody had this amazing focus on what's the best thing for the business. And those that immediately started thinking selfishly only about their own self-interest, they inevitably you know, stopped uh, working there or quit or whatever, and, and I've seen the same thing with our current organization, and I really love the team we've got now. We've, we've got the right people on the bus. And Jim Collins' book, From Good to Great, he talks about getting the right people on the bus, and here's what happens when you have the wrong people on the bus – the sales don't happen, the growth doesn't happen, the culture isn't there, and you get rid of some of those uh, bad apples and get the right people on the bus, and amazing things happen. You don't have to micromanage like you did before. The growth happens much easier. Your clients are happy, your partners are happy, and everybody's on the same page, and the culture and everything fits together, and you all care about the client. And what's interesting that most people don't realize is when you have this team-focused concept, and you have leadership from the top that believes and lives this, that's that's important because if the leadership doesn't believe and live it, you can have that team-focused, we're great, we're going to make the world better, we're going to solve our clients' problems, and and we're great with our st- strategic partners out there. If the leadership isn't there, then your your own uh, ideas and, and uh, focus on that may or may not come to pass. But when everybody has that same singular focus of, You know, making uh, solutions for the clients that are going to be best for the business, best for the clients, best for the strategic partners that work with the clients. And that's when magical things happen. And if you don't have the right people on the bus, if you need to make a big pivot, like when the pandemic hits and everything has to go online, you're going to struggle. You have the right people on the bus. The bus can turn around 180 degrees and you don't skip a, a beat because you've got the right people on the bus. So this really is the difference between a stage 3 and a stage 4 entrepreneur and it's massive. The, the stage 3 entrepreneur makes decisions and things that only he or she thinks are in their self interest and, and they're actually wrong. They're 100% wrong. If they build a stage 4 business and company and culture that is about we and succeeding together as a unit then they're going to see a lot more success and 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 more uh, more success uh, financially and individually if they have that idea. That's what's sad. People don't get it. If you start to think, how can I win as a team, then you're going to actually win individually even more than you would if you were left in the stage three where it's all about you and making yourself better. And I've seen it over and over again that people that only have this singular focus on their own benefits are never going to be as successful. They're never going to be a transcendent team leader, and they're not going to win championships. They're not going to be the Tom Brady's and the LeBron James of of the sports world in the business world because they only have a singular focus of themselves. Well, that, my friends, is the message today. Business is a team sport. Build up your team. Have that team focus. And I'll leave you with this. And this, this is a great example that brings us all full circle. About maybe six months ago, we uh, brought on a new strategic partner who was going to send in business. And they had individual representatives and and people that had gone through training in their program. They were going to send in uh, clients that needed funding for a new business, for a startup. And so we started to see a lot of leads, a lot of deals and business come in from this group. And the interesting thing that we saw was that Essentially, we saw two types of people, two types of strategic partners from this group. The one type was very team-oriented. This is a partnership. You know, We're working together as partners. We're going to win and lose together. We're going to find solutions together. We're not going to play the blame game. It doesn't mean we won't admit mistakes when we make them, because we make them. We all do. And we're going to move forward from them. But it does mean that we're going to find these solutions together. We're going to be professionals. We're not going to throw little ball baby fits. And guess what? Those people have funded a lot of deals and we paid out you know tens of thousands in commissions to these uh, individuals and they've been a pleasure to work with. They've pointed out problems. We've admitted to them. We've made, made those uh, resolutions. We have pointed out issues on their end. They've admitted to them. We've all moved forward and created trust trust just like uh, what, the, what uh, Sean Covey talks about, right? And so now the next step in this process is what about the other groups? Well there's another group of these uh, strategic partners and inevitably they'll send in just a very small amount of business. And then they will treat us like we are their slaves, and we are slaves, and they're cracking the whip on us, and what's going on with this, and why isn't this moving forward? And they have this very selfish, non-team-centered attitude, and ultimately it's leading to them losing. They're not uh, making... Improvements. They don't understand that the deals are sending in are lower quality. They don't understand that uh, if a client doesn't want to move forward, sometimes it's not our fault. It's uh, just the client. Something has happened with them. They are blaming everybody but themselves. They're victims. And inevitably, instead of doing larger amounts of volume, they're doing itty-bitty, uh, you know, volume where they'll send in just a couple leads and then ex- and then uh, hang their hat on that and hope that that's going to translate into lots of commissions instead of focusing on generating a lot of volume, where the law of big numbers is going to come out in their favor. And so this is a perfect example of people who have the wrong focus in business, all about them. All about the blame game, and they're not going to succeed. They're just not. And then the other group that's professional, that focuses on solutions, points out issues. We all resolve them together, and we all move forward, and we win as a team. And so that, my friends, is the lesson for today. Build your team. Win as a team. Uh, read the tribal leadership book. Get to stage four. There's even a stage five that's even a higher level. But I, I believe if more people got to, and more organizations got to stage four we'd see tremendous growth in your your business so make it happen and we'll see you next time on the podcast are you looking for more seven figure secrets content or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business then check out sevenfigures.com that's the digit seven f-i-g-u-r-e-s.com where we share more videos stories strategies funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.